Howdy, and welcome to Wise About Texas, your Texas history podcast. This is your host, Ken Wise, and thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for telling your friends about this show. This show is all about preserving and promoting Texas history and having a little fun doing it. I appreciate all the great feedback. Uh, The to-do list over here is growing with all of your suggestions for stories and topics you want me to cover. But There's always room for one more, so keep them coming at host at wiseabouttexas.com. Well, this episode is being released in September of 2019, and last week, the world headquarters of Wise About Texas was directly underneath Tropical Storm Imelda, which dropped about 14 inches of rain in about an hour and a half or two hours. Uh, Luckily, we did not flood. Many of my neighbors were not so lucky, and of course, our prayers go out to everyone who was flooded during Tropical Storm Imelda, especially to the east of Houston. Uh, It did confirm a small roof leak in the Wise About Texas headquarters, so we've had a little production delay, but we're back up and running and uh, ready for this episode 74. Today we're going to do comedy. Now don't worry, I'm not going to try to do comedy, but this show is about comedy. And sometimes good comedy is discovered under the strangest circumstances. You might say comedy's funny that way. So let's go back to the early 1900s and get wise about Texas. In the early 20th century, of course, we didn't have television. And one of the big entertainment venues would have been the local theater. And on the stage of the local theater might have been a vaudeville show. Vaudeville is a term that's used to generally describe a style of stage show that would have included some comedy and some songs and some dancing, a little bit of a variety show. And there were a couple of different vaudeville circuits excuse me, in the United States. There was um, kind of the big-time vaudeville circuit, and then there was a smaller-time vaudeville circuit. But these shows and these acts would travel around the country Uh, booking these theaters and uh, putting on these variety shows for the fans. Now, that's to contrast with uh, sort of big-time theater, Broadway-type theater, although there was definitely some overlap. Some of the Broadway performers would also perform vaudeville acts and etc. So the year is 1910, or maybe it's 1912, or maybe it's 1907. We're not really sure, and that might be a little bit of a clue as to uh, the reliability, let's say, of the origins of this story. But if it's a good story, it can't be wrong, right? So sometime in the early early 20th century, there was a vaudeville group called the Nightingales. And the Nightingales were on tour throughout the South. They had played the Galveston Opera House, which is still there, still putting shows on. And they were scheduled next to play in Nacogdoches at the Nacogdoches Opera House. So they made their way to Nacogdoches, checked into the Redland Hotel across the street from the Opera House. Well, the story goes that during a weekend matinee, the brothers were in the middle of the show and they were singing a song, maybe doing a little dancing, when one of the only cars in Nacogdoches came down the street and backfired. And when it did, the noise scared a mule tied to a cart. 
The mule promptly kicked the cart to pieces and took off down the street. Well, somebody, for some reason, a runaway mule, of course, would be a big deal. And I don't know about you. I work in downtown Houston, and I'd run out the door to watch a runaway mule if I saw one in downtown in 2019. Well, back then, it was the same thing. So someone had the presence of mind to burst through the doors of the opera house and scream from the back, runaway mule or mules loose or something similar to alarm the crowd and spur them into the action that uh, that alarmist knew that that crowd would want to take. So the crowd did what any crowd would do upon being notified of a runaway mule. They ran out of the theater to go watch the wreck that was happening on Main Street. So right in the middle of the Nightingale's performance, they lost their audience. Eventually, the runaway mule presumably calmed down or got far enough out of town that they didn't want to follow him, and the audience came back. Well, the Nightingale's were not pleased. One in particular, named Julius, was particularly upset, and he proceeded to harangue and ridicule the audience. One of the lines that he's quoted as saying is, Nacogdoches is full of roaches. Presumably roaches is the only thing he could come close to rhyming with Nacogdoches. The other thing he said, and kids hold your ears, is that the jackass is the favorite flower of Texas. And similar insults thrown the audience way. The problem was, the reaction was not what Julius would have expected. The audience loved it. They laughed uproariously. And Julius and the other Nightingales discovered that that sort of slapstick, smart aleck commentary could actually be thought of as comedy. And as the story goes, they changed their mind about their approach to performing for these audiences and realized that they could ridicule and make fun of things and people in smart aleck ways and get even further. Word got around of how the Nightingales were doing this, and they even got a raise at their next stop, which was in Denison, Texas. So what's so important about these Nightingales that we tell their story? Well, Julius was one of the performers. Uh, His brother Milton was another one. Adolph was a third And the fourth performer was uh, not related to the family. He was a man named Lon Levy. The other boys shared the common last name of Marx. Soon Julius would become Groucho, Milton Gummo, and Adolph Harpo. And they would tour as the Marx Brothers. Now, is this story literally true? Did it happen exactly as it's been told? I don't know. But I will say this. Remember back in the early 1800s, and I haven't yet done an episode on this, but I will, uh, a group of people declared an independent Texas republic in Nacogdoches, and they called it the Republic of Fredonia. They had a flag, as all good republics do, and they staged a revolution. There's a Fredonia Hotel in Nacogdoches, And there's a Fredonia Street a few blocks down from the Opera House where the Marx Brothers played. Well, in the Marx Brothers' famous comedy, Duck Soup, there was a fictional country that the Marx Brothers named Fredonia. Coincidence? Well, I think not. So I propose that Texas claim 
the Marx Brothers. So now we come to the part of the episode I call Getting There, where I tell you how to see some of the places I described in the episode. Uh, the Fredonia Hotel in Nacogdoches has been renovated and includes a convention center and is a good place to stay. I've stayed there. I went in Nacogdoches. You can also see a marker for the site of the Battle of Fredonia off Highway 21 east of San Augustine. In the old opera house where the Marx Brothers, known as the Nightingales, performed and discovered comedy is located, is now called the Cole Art Center at the old opera house. It's on 329 Main Street in Nacogdoches and operated, I believe, by the Stephen F. Austin State University School of Art. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Wise About Texas. I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Please tell a friend. If you have a minute, go on to iTunes and leave a review. I appreciate everyone who's left a review so far. It helps other people discover this podcast. We're on Facebook, Wise About Texas, Twitter and Instagram, at Wise About Texas. And I promise not to take such a long break between the next episode. I'm already working on it. And we've got a couple of deep dives coming up this fall, so get ready. Thanks a lot for listening to Wise About Texas. Go out and do something for Texas today. And until next time, God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.